0: Welcome to my podcast, Pathfinder, Growth Stories for Personal Success, with a new episode that will help you learn and grow in your chosen path to achieve massive success. I'm your host, Anil Mishra. So great. uh, Welcome, Mani, once again to continue our conversation. And uh, listeners, kindly pay attention as Mani will share some great tips to work effectively with CXOs and key learnings from him being a sales leader. He'll also talk about uh, his uh, journey back to India and some, you know, great uh, mission over there. So let's dive in. Uh, before that, uh, I think as Mani was mentioning, right? So Phil hired him in South Africa, and initially he was thinking, you know, why did he hire him and all? And then after that great transformative work that he did in South Africa, he became one of uh, the best hires of Phil. So I would like uh, you to hear uh, what Phil wants to talk about. Uh, money uh, in this video, so listen to that, and then we'll continue our conversation.
1: So I've worked with Manny James for um, over eight years now, um, and I recruited Manny into our Africa team in 2008 as the leader of our CMF group. And and I can say with my hand on my heart that Manny's the the best recruit I have ever brought in the organisation, not just in terms of his work ethic, but his intellect, his all-round capability in our business. Not only is Manny a great sales leader, he is a great deliverer of our services as well. When it comes to GPS strategy development, he's a master of the art. When it comes to consulting delivery, he's respected by customers. He approaches every project with great intelligence um, and great capability. Um, in all the projects on which he was engaged in Africa, he delivered superb results. His the, the performance of him and the team in terms of winning repeat business was excellent. No team came close. We used to have a, a regular CBU of the year competition and Manny's team regularly won it. It was literally... By Manchester United in the 1990s in the early 2000s uh, no one could come close um, so you know I'm absolutely thrilled that Manny is taking up this new position as head of our GIC sales team um, I know that he's going to deliver fantastic results partly because of his great attention to detail when it comes to sales And the importance of all of the things that make salespeople successful um, from a KPI perspective, from a quality perspective in terms of his support in having our sales teams uh, target the right companies. Um, But also because of his expertise in delivery, Manny will bring that dimension where he'll really be able to help individuals understand what client requirements are and craft solutions that match their needs.
0: So great. Uh, so money. Uh, as you were talking about, uh, you know, the exciting work which you did in South Africa, and then uh, you finally decided to come back to India. So why why don't you talk about uh, that and the mission that you are uh, running for India?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, the so I came into that three year point, and I was trying to say, look, what do I do next? Because I was I reached a point in. Uh, in part of what we were doing in Africa. Phil had left Africa at that time. He had handed over the profile to the business to me and another gentleman. Uh, yeah. And uh, so we both were running the business. But at some point of time, I realized that um, the uh, the journey that we could end up doing in Africa will be for a long, long time if I stay there permanently. And I had to take a choice and saying, look, uh, what do I do uh, for the next uh, three to six years of my life? So I, obviously my, my, my wife and me we were sitting around talking and I think I was speaking to my dad, um, although as much as um, no parent would ever say this to you, but I almost felt that they were, uh, those are thinking I was saying, look, um, they wanted to be closer to their grandchildren and uh, I also wanted to be back home so that uh, I could actually take care of them. So I think the role of a son uh, took precedence there and also for my wife, she also wanted to take care of her uh, mom because I had my father-in-law's no more. So, um, so we both had a very common understanding that this this should be the driver for us to go back. So 2015, I made the call and said, I want to go back. I, Phil was in London at the time. I spoke to him. He said, I sure, I mean, you are you are Frost and Sullivan for all practical purposes, and you will grow from great strength to strength there. Why you want to make a career decision like this? But then I explained to him and he understood because he had also gone for the similar reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said, okay, I'll support you. And then uh, we bought him. Um, I mean, there is another person, obviously, I'll, I'll speak about a lot as uh, Roop Zuchi, uh, who is the president and uh, managing partner of Frost & Sullivan. So, I mean, my first few years, I've obviously had some very uh, limited interactions with him. But the more when, I, when the business was going good in Africa, uh, he was one of... Uh, one of our my biggest, um, um, I would say, um, supporters in the board. He's a board member, so he saw practically part of what we were growing, and he had—he is an empire builder. He is a, as um, a big innovator, and I would say he's like a big thought leader on globalization, and seeing through, saying how companies should expand business. I've learned a lot from him. Uh, so he was also of this opinion, saying I shouldn't. Uh, I mean, saying if the decision was for personal reasons, he would uh, support. But professional reasons, he thought uh, being in Africa would be the best thing to do. But anyway, I convinced both of them and uh, the, the journey back was also two part. One part was on the family side. The other part also, I thought like, there's a time now I need to give back. I need to figure a way out. Or we, I need to return back and see. Uh, the growth story in India was obviously, I mean, there are mixed reviews. I mean, I had my own views on how the story will be. But having said that, on the professional front, I also saw a, a huge need uh, from loads of entities. And uh, so, group uh, again came back and said, Look, I want us to work a lot closer with government because uh, I think there is a massive requirement as sort of uh, what advice uh, companies are giving governments. So, um, so we we started the, 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 the government business in India, and uh, I was working. Obviously, had loads of um, projects and interesting work with Ministry of Commerce, uh, with uh, the uh, Export Promotion Council, the Director General of Foreign Trade, External Affairs Ministry, Niti Aayog, down south with uh, the Tamil Nadu government, with the Kerala government. Uh, So, the more I was digging in there, I think it it became very clear that I mean the, the growth story in terms of where the private sector and what kind of uh, disconnect um, that it has with the government side. And uh, I mean, many people, I mean, uh, when I, whenever I had the story in Africa, I used to tell people, oh, you want to expand into India or people said, oh, you want to expand into Africa. I said, where in Africa? Uh, And the same question I used to ask people, where in India? So like, why? India is just one country. He said, well, I mean, that's for you, right? if mm-hmm. you want to do business india has uh, 25 27 28 states uh, provinces whatever you want to call it every every place has its own nuances so it's right. no guarantee that you come in here and uh, do business in tamil nadu that you will do the same business in kerala it doesn't doesn't work like that same way it doesn't it never work like in africa people think oh we had business in south africa fantastic we'll have a business in africa no chance Nigeria was 15 times more complicated than what Nigeria and what South Africa would look like.
1: Right.
2: So the same story was there in India as well. So I, I saw that as a very big um, uh, calling. I mean, in terms of the, the areas that we could support governments and um, the next third part of my life started two and a half three years. The part started where Arun came around and he said, "Look, I see your um, value uh, in terms of uh, what you have offered the company so far. I mean, eight years." Yeah, so yeah. within here, I I started as the the head of the global sales team. We have uh, colleagues working in in Chennai and Pune in Kolkata, Delhi. I focused on, uh, obviously we have other people in the other uh, regions. We have offices in forty countries. So uh, that's how I ended up being um, being here in this role. And I'm, obviously, I'm thankful to Arup for believing that I could do something like this.
0: Um, I I wanted to. Uh discuss around two specific areas. Uh, Obviously, as mentioned about, uh, one, you're leading the sales, and the second, you have worked uh, very extensively uh, advising uh, CXOs on their group strategies. So let's uh, start with the first one. So uh, since you have uh, spent most of your career advising CXOs, kindly share any key learnings uh, from your interactions with CXOs and what is that advice you have for anyone who uh, who is looking to work with CXOs to become more effective?
2: Yeah, right. I think the uh, the, the most pertinent um, um, point I would say is like I will sum it up in a very um, in a very simple manner. So you need to um, you need to know that uh, CXOs or in the role that they are they are uh, they have very typical challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, from an outside perspective it might look like um, you would think oh they should be obvious to them all right yep. uh, but um, not because they're also having a day job they have a day daily business to run and they're on they i mean when the when they have that kind of uh, severe uh, revenue stroke uh, stakeholder pressure they typically don't get to spend a lot of time on thinking about what should be the next part. They almost like it gets sometimes more operational. They get called mud into. So I always get to their product saying, look, I mean, I'm always speaking to them about growth, right? More internal and, but more specifically, more external, which is the part I excites me. So they need to go like, I mean, how do you develop a uh, and lead? A, what's the right scalable strategy for me? Uh, so they will say, like, we already have an existing product profile of portfolio products, we have the services, that's a custom-based, let's go, go, go. But uh, at times they forget that they're not able to differentiate it from competitors. Um, they know the sales teams are not exactly able to show what is a unique value proposition that they have. Uh, and, and also it's the, the, the problem right now with so much of technology disruption that we have is that um, it's an ever-changing market. Um uh, Every single day, you can't just wake up and say, oh, I have a very solid business model. Nobody's going to touch me. Uh, because now, because of the, the advances that we have in new business models, in new technologies, emerging trends, it's always going to have a challenge for them. And uh, then there's also presents a new headache for them. saying like, okay, what do I go after, right? So it's not a simple case saying, "Oh, I see this. Okay, let's 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 just go after this." So they need to also make a very informed and a very judged. So, um, so for me, uh, these are some of the things that I see normally when I when I engage with them. So we had a, I can give an example. I mean, um, the CEO, the president of Dow Africa. So they wanted to expand into Africa. Right. I mean, so obviously they had a business in South Africa, but uh, they were. They were looking to expand into other parts of Africa. So they look, which business do they take it after? Mm-hmm. So which um, business entity will uh, make sense? So um, so obviously they had their own view on what trends are uh, driving it. Um, but uh, they also um, needed a more robust advice uh, for him specifically saying, look, uh, before we decide to invest so much of uh, money in here. But... Uh, my more question to him was why are you looking at africa now i mean what's the sudden trigger that you have a good strategy will always throw up new questions
0: yep
2: so the more you the more you go in there and you'll say okay now okay so what are you going to do with that will be the the next question that they need to go after so the course leads you after and after but i think the the more you um, uh, understand their business and you uh, you are telling them a more third party perspective, you're telling them a more unbiased view. You want to hear? No, at times I've told CEOs, don't go. I, I had a company in uh, one of my clients in Israel, um, we spent uh, loads of money. I, I can only t- tell you so much on a project on, Afri- on Africa and uh, emerging markets. And I actually stood up to the board and I said to Stefan, Sorry, there is no business case for you to go there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you might think um, it is what it is, but uh, from my uh, from my uh, analysis, from my um, piece of being on the ground on behalf of you, I would tell you don't waste that amount of money. And um, I have people. He came back to me at that time probably was very angry with me. But two years later, he he called me and said, uh, "Thanks for that advice. We didn't we didn't waste a billion dollars on Africa at that point of time." So I think there's you have your own perspectives. And I think uh, that example I gave you, I, my first encounter with a big chairman and a CEO in yeah. US, that that was very right. I mean, you have to be very true to what you say. Think like on their behalf. And um, and, they, and yeah, we challenge them in a very positive way. They are willing to listen to you. And, um, and you go around internally, obviously the CEO has his own views, but you go around, uh, there are other layers, the second layer, the third layer, they will have a very different view to it, you wonder why is this not actually being so? is The CEO is very clear in his head. Probably the first level is very clear. The third level not so much clear. The fourth level not so much. But in terms of it makes your job uh, more complicated. So you have to come up with a with a piece of um, advice or strategy that would actually resonate with all of them. And I think. Um, because of there could also be some bit of arrogance taking in from your side. You say, "Oh, I, I know this. This is how it should look like." You're going to make a lot of assumptions, yep. and uh, then you're going to go horribly wrong. You can't make those assumptions. And I think you have you have to you have to tell yourself, you know what? I know part of the puzzle, um, but I, I can figure out the remaining with more help. You've got to be humble to know that you not you don't have answers for everything. Right.
0: right? This is. This is so true, uh, Money, and thanks for uh, sharing in such details with some great experiences from uh, your side itself. So uh, the next one, uh, uh, this is a very, very exciting topic um, around the sales leader. So you, you are now a head of sales uh, for GICs uh, at uh, Frost & Sullivan. So um, kindly share uh, some of uh, the keys to success in a sales profession because Many people are uh, scared as there are you know huge revenue targets that bring a lot of pressures. And then, uh, what is your thought on this aspect of uh, sales and sales management?
2: I will say there are is two important aspects. One is there is the responsibility, and one there is an accountability. And from a management standpoint, okay. So um, from a, I think from a, it's very easy to um, it's very easy to um, uh, say okay. Uh, this is um, this is how much you should make, okay? This is the this is your revenue target. Uh, go get it, okay? <laughs> it's a very it's a very easy thing to say, mm-hmm. but um, uh, being and part of the more uh, responsible aspect of it here is saying, look, how are you responsible for your own the team that is going to look up to you, and the same time, you as a leader have to be accountable to them first, okay? So it's a commitment that you follow through on what has been agreed, and you take ownership of the outcome. So the team needs to see that. Look, from a responsible standpoint, um, I, we are setting up a, um, a, a target that we want to achieve. Okay. Um, so some would be built to ground up. Sometimes it will be top down. Uh, but but it, it's your it's the way that you are actually going to present the story internally that the, the team believes. Uh, that this actually is doable. So um, many a times um, uh, organize, uh, I've seen that I've also made a couple of mistakes a uh, um, couple of times thinking that uh, people automatically understand uh, all of this, um, it's actually not true. So I think it's just like a leader, I think you come in there, you uh, you set up um, you, from a salesman standpoint, You you are able to show them that look. This is where we are. This is how we are actually going to get there. These are the 10 things that we will do uh, to get there. I mean, individually, this is your responsibility and you will be accountable in this. This is my responsibility and this is where I will be accountable to you. I think it's a more of a servant-leader um, relationship uh, that is very important that, that you bring to and you actually draw the boundaries very, very clear. So uh, so my view, I, I strongly believe that... Um, uh, I mean, personally, if my if you ask me, of my I hope this is what my team will tell you. If you ask them, say come um, you should be accessible, okay? Yep. Uh, you should be approachable, right? And um, I mean any any concerns, I mean you're not going to jump into a conclusion and saying look how this is how I will do it. So you've got to listen. Uh, I mean it's more about people more wanting to actually give provide them their concerns. And you give them a very decisive solution about um, thinking about it, and not just like it's a knee-jerk reaction. And um, and it should also be open to I mean, getting feedback both ways, as much as you give feedback, but it's also they also going to give you feedback. I mean, salespeople are uh, uh, very special people in my view. Uh, yeah. I mean, they are they are very they are very um, um, action oriented, they're results oriented, and uh, they need to see what are the low-hanging fruits. And they also need to see what can become a low-hanging fruit. Quite a time they are running so fast, they actually sometimes miss those low-hanging fruits. So you've got to bring them back into saying, look, this is what you're missing. Okay, Why don't you yeah. go after this? And giving them very specific directions, very specific targets to work with. So I think the, the sales part becomes, then it become a little bit more of a, a more a conviction game and people actually more convinced to sell the products and services. And they actually truly believe that this actually could be doable. Uh, because if you're going to force things on people, yeah. uh, I don't think this is ever going to work. I think um, sales organizations will eventually fail when it's uh, people get told hey, this is what you should do, and not providing them with these directions and specific uh, inputs that they require all the time. So some high-performing um, individuals you'll already almost have, will always have them in the team. But they are a different breed. You've got to take care of them. You got to give them specific directions you have other set of people who are not in those league you got to help them in a very different way i think as a leader you should be adaptable and saying look come I mean, in i see this from a management standpoint uh, i got a lot of pressure saying we well, got to deliver x more of millions of dollars maybe you got a very bad month uh, doesn't mean that uh, you're going to have a very bad uh, next month right so you gotta yep. you gotta say chin up uh, move on to the next uh, next uh, b- battle let's let's move. So I think it's uh, they will be down they are when once I mean it's like thing right? you work towards a deal you put so much of energy into it and um, I've had my own low points too. so it is not like uh, I go after every deal and I win every deal. So some I have spent um, burning midnight oil preparing for the pitch only to right. come this close to know that we actually lost it by price. So it's not about uh, the, the client didn't see the value, but the, they have a competitive bid to deal with as well, right? Yeah. So uh, I think those, uh, in my view, I think the the the, the, the part will become, you got to make it a bit more fun. you got to make it a little bit more clearer to them saying why they are actually selling what they're selling and right. what's the career for them in that role that they will eventually want. I think then when people see it, I think they will they will be part of, they would want to be part of this. Uh, it Cannot be a one-size-fits-all, one unidirectional flow it's right. never going to work, in my view.
0: Great, uh, Mani. I think that is definitely some really sound advice uh, which you have given, uh, especially for uh, the sales leaders. So, thanks, thanks for sharing it. Uh, coming, coming to you know one more aspect which I want to understand. So, um, are there any specific books or any other resources uh, that have uh, inspired you to become more successful
2: and effective. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I I, 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 read a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, LinkedIn has been one of my biggest sources. Uh, so, I kind of uh, categorize them into, um, into three buckets in my view. Again, the three is a very common number of mine. You would see it now by now. So, um, so I yeah. can say I look at saying, look, um, I, I do a lot of reading on thought leadership. Uh, saying look. Uh, specifically around saying like in terms of um, what are um, some of the uh, other leaders doing, uh, what can I actually learn from them. So um, mm-hmm. Mr. Venkat, he gave me his book on Manage and Lead. It's a book that he has written himself. Um, I, I, I read a, a heck of a lot of um, online content, uh, more e-books, on, mm-hmm. um, specifically trying to figure out um, how are businesses adapting, how are they changing, so that is more on that bucket, and the middle one is more about uh, the future technologies and the future trends. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a massive believer of that. I believe that um, for any business or any professional, personal, professional doesn't matter to be successful, you need to know at least a reasonable five years from now what's what's going to be changing you and your business that you are in. Right. So, uh, and I think the the first the first bucket is more about um, I, I try to get some very specific process-related readings, um, something on, let's say, it's on learning and learn, learning and development, if it is about um, specific um, uh, areas like AI or uh, data science. So I keep that more of a process and those specific ones, so how would this affect? Uh, so these are like the three areas that I usually, um, one of the recent books I read was on the Shoe Night uh, by the Nike founder. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a it was a pretty interesting story of how Nike was founded. It's a very fascinating story. Um, I, I read a lot of books about Nelson Mandela. Um, I mean, what a fantastic leader he has been! What an old sacrifice he made. So, I mean, I, 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 I mean, obviously I have, I have uh, my son who's going to be on, in tenth grade pretty soon. So he comes up to me with all his uh, ideas and about what kind of books he reads. So, I, I,
0: uh,
2: yeah, I also admit I read Tintin at times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great, Mani. Thanks for uh, sharing that. And uh, finally, uh, kindly share any advice that you have for our listeners that they can implement today to kickstart their success journey.
2: Well, uh, I mean, I, I would say I mean, success is still a, it's, it's a destination. and I mean, It's a journey, right? It's not a destination. Yeah. I yeah. would say it's... Um, I mean, be true to yourself. Um, look, uh, you have to, at, at some point of time, whatever you're doing right now, you got to stop at some, at some day, some point and think about yourself. I think it's very important. It's a very important activity that you have to invest in yourself first. This is like, what is it that uh, you are, you're trying to achieve? What is it that you are, uh, uh, it might change. I mean, you could say, look, I have a brilliant 20-year plan. I'm going to go for it. I'm not disputing you cannot do it. You can do it still. But I think what I say is like break it, uh, break that down into very, very small bits and chunks of pieces. It's a very, easy, it's more easy to manage that way. And say, look, okay, well, I need to now, okay, if I in this journey now, do I need to now, okay, acquire a new skill, okay? So it's something that you will tell you if you want to go next. You got to always work backwards. You can only connect the dots going backwards, right? Is what the yep. famous job says. So yeah. I will say, it's like saying, look, you put a, let's say, three, five year plan for yourself. Say, so if I have to reach that point, what do I need to do now? What am I doing now to get to that point? See, I'm not saying it's like a make a big massive spreadsheet and put all the stuff in here. It's just simple thinking here, right? So let's say you right. want to you want to start a data science company. Obviously, you need to know some skills on data science. There's, there's no next doubt about it. So what are you doing? Because you're having a day job. You're going to do it. I mean, you have loads of luxury to... Quit the job and do a full-time uh, course. That's a different issue altogether. But if you aren't, you got to follow those persons. Like uh, you got to find time. And most likely, if you are having a running a family, you got to f- balance between family and your own thinking.
0: So you got to say, look, what do I?
2: What is it? So just define your goal. Very short-term goal. My view is very important. And then um, figure out work backwards, saying, look, what is that specific um, things that you need to have in your possession. To get to that point, so maybe you need a skill set, maybe you need a uh, to become a part of a group that actually is doing something on these lines, or maybe you should do and have an MBA degree, whatever. You should you should make that call, and then I think the next next important thing is to plan. Yep. You have got to plan, uh, not by say by minute by minute or hour by hour, at least by month by month. You need to know what you're going to do. I mean, I think people end up uh, starting writing those um, uh, new year resolutions and goals. I mean, as, as everybody knows is as good as what is happens after a week or two, right? If you're not to to drawing So now I think you have to now keep it for yourself. Remind yourself saying, look, this is what I want to do in the next one year. And uh, this is what I want to do in the next three years, which will lead me there. So I would say is to start with that uh, picture, break that down into very small pieces and uh, start doing something about it and you'll start feeling good about it so you say okay I have this uh, skill I want to talk about okay I'm doing something the once you see a tick you'll start to move the next tick. the more ticks that start coming into a you will start to know that you're actually moving somewhere uh, and that this could be I mean uh, I mean another interesting trick I will say is uh, in if you are working in an organization look for a internal problem okay try and volunteer I mean try and that's the way you're going to learn I mean, there's no other better way to uh, make a mistake uh, because it's like something that you're volunteering. So it's not something I'm thinking about. So when you volunteer, you will also um, learn what are the the ways to get to doing it. It's more of entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship. I mean, that's that's probably a a way to to say, look, if that eventual goal of yours, if you can find a similar problem in your own workplace, and if you do it, Probably that will help you to get to that final destination also. So make it part of your routine. Make it, but you uh, you have to plan for it. I mean, if you plan to fail, you will fail to plan.
0: As simple as Ab- that. Absolutely, Mani. I think that is some really sound advice for sure. And um, I have made some notes also. Uh, thanks for uh, sharing uh, uh, very well. So uh, with that, we come to uh, end of this uh, episode. I think, uh, Money, this conversation has been really awesome. And I'm sure this will help all our listeners pick few of the learnings and tips which you have been sharing throughout your talk and implement in their life. I'll highly encourage everyone to listen to both the parts because there is some real great advice and uh, experiences that Mani has been sharing.
2: Thank you, Anil. Thank you. um, Thank you for um, having me as part of this podcast. I really enjoyed the question. Your questions were uh, really thought provoking. And and I hope the two cents that I shared today uh, helps and inspires and motivates uh, uh, the individuals and they have taken something out of this conversation that will help them in their life journey and become more successful. My best wishes to them.
0: Absolutely, Manit. Uh, with that, we come to an end for today's awesome episode and bye until we meet again with another exciting personal success story. I hope you enjoyed our today's episode as much as I did while having a conversation with my guest, and I've taken some practical tips that you can implement today to start defining your pathway to success. Love listening to this podcast. Don't forget to share this with your friends and colleagues to help achieve their potential and create new chapter of success. I'm sure they'll be thrilled with your suggestion. You can connect with me at my Twitter handle at the rate Anil K M 108 Instagram handle at the rate pathfinder underscore anil, or you can write to me at anil.m.consulting at gmail.com with your suggestions and feedback to improve this podcast. Bye for today and I look forward to bringing another exciting episode soon. Till then, go and create your pathway for success.